Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Swanson Health, who for over 50 years has been offering a full spectrum of wellness products for mind, body, and home. From quality vitamins and supplements, to cruelty-free beauty items, to eco-friendly home products, Swanson Health is here to keep you healthy. Two supplements that I've tried myself and highly recommend are Ubiquinol, which provides cardiovascular, cognitive, and metabolic health benefits, and Liver Essentials, which provides comprehensive liver nutrition, including guaranteed potency milk thistle extract. Beyond these two supplements, Swanson Health carries over 18,000 wellness products at a great value. And they ship not only to customers in the United States, but internationally as well. If you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use code LIVING20 for 20% off site-wide. And get free shipping on orders over $50 by visiting Swanson.com. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Personal Power by Keith J. Thomas, published in 1917. The spoken word is the most powerful weapon you can command in your dealings with others. In conjunction with the eye, it conveys all your personal magnetism to the listener. The eye has a double use. It conveys impressions to the brain and it conveys impressions from the brain. Both of these uses need cultivation. You probably have never thought about the importance of your eyes in conversation, but if you are to make full use of your mental powers, it is quite necessary to do so. You need to cultivate a concentration of gaze, but not quite in the sense that a hypnotist does, I have heard people complain of others who gazed at them so fixedly that it made them feel uncomfortable. Do not be like that, or you will lose all the persuasive effect you want to create. Get into the habit of looking straight at the person you are addressing, so that they can feel that they have your whole interest and attention. That is the impression you wish them to receive. People do not like your eyes to wander around the room while they are talking to you, nor do they want you to read something in your hand or on a desk. They want to see your eyes, because your eyes tell them what is going on in your mind. Many bosses sit with their backs to the light, while they place you facing the window. One man I know told me once that whenever he finds himself in such a position, he shades his eyes with his hands until the act is commented upon. Then he explains that he is at a disadvantage facing the light and prefers to sit elsewhere. If someone wants to read your eyes, you have a right to read theirs as well. Your eyes express your emotions. When you laugh with your lips, your eyes laugh with them if the emotion is genuine but not otherwise. Likewise, when you are sorry, your eyes show it, 
as they reveal the truth or falsehood to a shrewd observer. Let your eyes speak and proclaim the interest you feel in what you are saying. One of the best salesmen I ever knew called his mouth his bread and butter machine. He knew the value of his conversation. The public speaker recognizes this same truth just as forcibly, but the average person, to whom it is equally important, gives it scant attention. If it is worth the while for a public speaker or a salesperson to cultivate the gift of conversation, it is worth your while too, because you cannot exercise the charm of your intellect upon another person unless you have command of your speech. Your speech and conversation creates its effect in two ways. Your voice and the manner of your enunciation tell the hearer what sort of person you are, while the way you use your voice may make your arguments forcible and indicate your conviction of the truth of what you say. Your conversation should reveal the culture of your mind and your knowledge of what you speak about. You can see, therefore, how important it is that you should know your subject thoroughly and know how to talk about it. Affectation is the deadly sin of conversation. Be natural and cultured in your manner of talk. You can be just as forcible when you speak in a quiet voice as by shouting, and you will be much more convincing and much more agreeable to listen to. The fundamental rules of talking are the same for conversation as for public speaking. They are based upon the control of the breath and proper articulation. The first thing is to breathe properly, and the right method is worth knowing because deep breathing is very helpful to good health. Most people, when they take a deep breath, do so from the chest, and with the result that their lungs are not properly filled. The right way, which fills the lungs to their full capacity, is as follows. Place your hands just above the waist, so that they touch the lowest extremities of the ribs. You will then be able to feel the action of the muscles. Now expel the air from your lungs by breathing out. This is the first step in deep breathing and in preparing for public speaking. Your lungs are now empty, and to fill them you begin by thrusting out the muscles of the stomach where your hands are. As you do this, you breathe in slowly until your lungs are completely filled, instead of only partly so. If you practice this, you will soon do it unconsciously and you will gain added health if you do it in the open air, because you will get so much oxygen into your system. I can't overemphasize the importance of being a good public speaker. Many an individual has first attracted the notice of people who have greatly assisted them later on by public speaking of some kind or another. And in these days, when smooth-talking speech so often serves in the place of real ability, the power of oratory is a very desirable gift to possess. In public speaking of any kind, you have two courses open to you, 
or a combination of both, which is better still. You can be informative or you can be amusing. Audiences generally prefer the latter. If you have very little to say or are very nervous, you can build up quite a reputation by cutting your speech short. The dullest speaker who sits down at the end of three minutes can be just as effective and pleasing to listeners as the accomplished person who can entertain them for 20 or the fluent speaker who can bore them for an hour. Many a famous speaker has made a practice of writing out their speeches and learning them by heart. It is a good plan for the budding speaker to adopt, and you will gain confidence in your first attempts if you know that your complete speech can be referred to at any time. Nothing, however, can replace the ability to speak at a moment's notice. Written notes are but helps to the consummation of being able to deliver your thoughts extemporaneously. Do not think that public speaking is not necessary for you. Even if you never need to address a large audience, you will gain mental power by the habit of logical reasoning which comes naturally at a given moment. Moreover, the practice of public speaking at social clubs and the workplace, besides exercising your faculties, rubbing your wits against those of other people, and providing you with much useful knowledge, will strengthen your will and add immeasurably to your self-confidence. For this reason alone, it is necessary to you. If you become accustomed to standing by your opinions in the face of opposition, you will gain force for your everyday conversation, while you acquire a polish of manner which will make you a most agreeable companion and friend. For skill in conversation is not only a business asset, it is also a social asset. It is the duty of every person to be entertaining to their family and friends. It is a crime against the next generation when parents insist upon their children remaining silent during meals. Parents owe it to their children to encourage them to air their views so that they may gain knowledge and the habit of being able to take part in conversations. Nothing stamps the cultivated mind so much as the power to interest a total stranger. The ability to do so without discussing the weather movies or politics, or above all religion, is a hallmark of real conversational ability. Every person has some pet subject upon which they are especially well informed. A few tactful questions will find out what it is, and then if you are content to do your full share of the listening, as well as talking, the conversation will proceed smoothly enough. It is your duty to use conversation as a means of learning from other people what they can teach you. The intelligent use of conversation is a great educator. Never say anything about anybody which you would not wish them to hear. Never say anything that will hurt the susceptibilities of the person you are talking to. Never be afraid to utter your opinions and to stand by them. Never miss the chance of saying a kind word either of absent friends or about your listener. If you will bear these points in mind, 
and try always to be interesting, even at the family table. You will soon become a proficient conversationalist. Then, having become proficient, practice diligently the harder task of listening well, and you will become a perfect talker. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get your own private feed to our podcast with full transcripts delivered right to your smartphone by becoming our patron today. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month and will ensure the production of our podcast for years to come. Visit livinghour.org slash patron. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.